What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Vey Eleanor podcast. I am Mariani, and I cannot believe that this is our last episode. And I also just want to thank you so much for um, tuning in this year and for your support, your feedbacks. I always, always appreciate it. And what a ride it has been with the pandemic and all. I have just really, really, truly appreciated your your support. And so today I have two guests who are very special to me. And this is actually a very special um, episode for me. I have two guests today. Um, I got Dan Vambula and Oseka Kimode. I'm just going to give a little intro about them. Um, I feel like they wear a lot of hats and I'm just going to highlight a few things about them. Uh, Dan Bambula, uh, he is a husband, he is an entrepreneur, he is a creative individual, he is a designer, and he also owns his own clothing brand called Bula Boy, and he is based out in Santa Rosa. And my other guest, his name is Ose Kaukimode. Ose is a father and a husband. Ose, um also own his own production company called Cypher Juice. He is a producer. He is also a production manager and one of his latest projects that he worked on is called um, World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge and it was in Fiji and Ostia is um, based out in Los Angeles slash Hollywood. Um, welcome you guys. Yeah, good Thank to you, be here. Thank you so much for being here. I um, met Ose officially last year in LA along with his wife and his beautiful girls and then I met Dan this year and it was just you know it was meant to be when you connected people that are on the same wavelength and we collectively came together to start something for our community and uh, we started this group called Velomani which is still in the works. Velomani is a Fijian word and it means love one another. Velomani is, is pretty pretty special it is a way of us to stay connected and not only to be in touch with our culture and roots, but also just creating a space and a place for our people, creating a, a, a whole different narrative, a healthy narrative. So I got to collaborate with Dan and Osea, and it also has been so refreshing and healing um, to hear their perspective and to also watch them do life and creating um, you know, a healthy narrative for the Ito case without even knowing, and they just aren't talking the talk, they're doers. And uh, this past couple months, I've also just been so encouraged and so empowered that um, it has led me to ask them to come on my podcast today. So I'm just going to ask you guys uh, questions about yourselves. Um, we'll go with Dan first. Uh, where are you from originally? <laughs> uh, thank you, Marani. Uh, Taniala Vombula, uh, Fiji Islander. I'm from the island of uh, Lakemba, uh, from the village of Tubo. Uh, came here three years ago on a three weeks holiday. Uh, plans have changed and I've been here ever since, uh, enjoying California. Thank you. Nice. And uh, Osea? Hey, uh, Osea here, Kaukimwade. Uh, I'm from Angalkarua, Matuku, and the Lawan group. Uh, it's the island where God lives. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> this is where the most anointed people on earth come from. And uh, again, <laughs> yeah, and I've been here since uh, 2004. Came um, here 2004. Has been here since uh, since then, and uh, moved uh, straight to LA. And uh, been here ever since. And uh, wow. now doing what I'm doing today. That's so awesome. Um, Dan, why is it so important for you to represent Fiji in your designs with, you know, with Bula Boy? Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the main things about my creativity in Bula Boy was to be true to myself and to be authentic. I, I, I was venturing out into street clothing. And street clothing is not uh, very much a Fijian thing. It's it's uh, part of American culture. So, and I, I grew up uh, loving hip hop, and hip hop was uh, pretty much foreign in the neighborhood that I lived in. I, I I've always had access to uh, music, and I've, I've mm-hmm. just so kind of fallen in love with hip hop, and then music videos came in, and just loving. The clothing, like fashion and hip hop, is a big thing. They always collide, and I, I wanted to do something similar and still pay homage to my roots. So, man, I can't, I can't talk about hip hop because hip hop is not my culture. So, I, 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 I merged together my story in the Fijian calendar and the um, cuts, the street clothing of, uh, of, uh, let's say, uh, Black America. So. Authenticity was a, a big part of my approach, and I came up with with that. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm selling to my people, to the Fijian community, and the only way they would be able to relate to that is to to see their own stories in in yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I mean, and I love it too because it's so Bula Boy is so worldwide. You know, um, I love that not only Fijians out here in the States, but, you know, I always see you guys' page on Instagram and you guys, you know, people buying from New Zealand, Australia, you know, England. And so that's really cool to see and we can identify ourselves too in um, your art. That's awesome. And this question goes for both of you guys. As Fijian creators, what makes us stand out? Uh, Well... (laughs) I think I think every every culture is unique in its own way, and uh, Fijian culture is is unique in its own way because you know people might say we're a South Pacific Islander and also Polynesian, but majority of our island group is on the Melanesian side. Yeah. And then um, you know what's what's unique about us is is we. There has been a mixture and also a very strong grounding of our uh, native heritage of where we come from, uh, where we derive from. Uh, Our culture almost looks like uh, the African culture, uh, as some stories have been told in the past that we derive from Africa and, uh, and now we've become the black Polynesians or the Melanesians out in the South Pacific. And that's what makes us uh, unique because nobody else is, is, is like yeah. who we are, you know? And um, 
culture wise it's it's so different in our own way and uh you know fiji consists of 300 islands 300 more islands and uh yeah. 200 and something you know inhabited by people villages and and that's so unique for people to just say oh fiji's a small country mm-hmm. and yet you tell them it's like yeah but you know there's 300 islands and you say yeah. how is a small country be a 300 island country and that's more than islands in hawaii hawaii is bigger than us you know and right. they, there's so many ways that we're so unique in the way we do things our mannerisms the way we look um the what we eat you know how we eat how we interact mm-hmm. with each other uh every culture can relate to it but we have our own ways and uh other people have their own ways and i think we're we're, we're unique uh in our own way in the south pacific specifically you know yeah yeah that's so good dan yeah i mean just to add on to osea man uh just from my experience and my observation i've, I've, I've traveled a few and uh, every every story that i hear about where we are involved whether it be uh, in the military serving in Sinai or peacekeeping in the UN in sports in um, in the in hospitals or in every part of the world that I travel to one thing that really stands out uh, stands out from the crowd when they when they talk about Fiji and the Fijian is the way the way we treat life the way we approach other people like it's always on top of it it's this very friendly people very friendly people they always talk about that like our yeah. uh, Fijian yeah. hospitality is just it's yeah. just part of our nature you don't have to be uh, taught about it like when you uh, get into the <laughs> hospitality industry or in the um, health uh, care uh, field like we blend in naturally just because of that aspect we are, we are very they're very outspoken very easygoing people it's easy for people to interact with us and us being involved in any areas that we go to we, we certainly do live in impact just by being who we are naturally but I, I've picked it up it's our way of life with different kind of people in that sense yeah, yeah. that's that's big I'll, yeah. I'll add on to that that's one of the biggest biggest thing that you will interact with any person any anybody from all around the world if they say I've been to Fiji I love Fijian people the people is what makes us different and unique is how big our heart is we have Absolutely. a big heart we have a big yeah. loving heart and we have a big serving heart Absolutely. and uh and that's what makes yeah. us uh, so unique you know and um that's you know that's just it's just something that was whether you were born and raised in overseas and yeah. if you're still in a Fijian mm-hmm. family that is engraved in you it's almost like your own dna in yeah. a way to have a big heart for people yeah. and a heart to serve you know with that yeah with the mula yeah. smile is That's always so true. they say <laughs> yeah so good um Oseb, being raised in fiji then moving to a whole different country and then being married to an american woman and you're raising half fijian and half american mm-hmm. um girls what's that journey been like and what has that taught you oh, about man. yourself um it for, for me it's it's definitely a huge culture shock uh moving from fiji to 
uh, to America the first couple weeks I was here I wanted to go back home just because you know we were so rooted back home and so dependent on family and community and uh, to be able to come here and be by yourself was just so such a culture shock in a way uh, for me and so you know and then as I grew as, as I grew up more in age and maturity and uh, I learned more I, I start to learn how to be a man uh, how to stand on my two feet and, and be independent uh, that was something that that I feel like a part of our culture uh, never really teaches us and then when I came here it's it's mm. a, it's being independent in Fiji is different than being independent here being independent here is completely completely right. different Absolutely. you know and so uh, you can be independent in Fiji and still live with family. Over here, you're completely on your own. Yeah. When you say you're independent, yeah, you're independent on your mm -hmm. own. Um, and so, you know, yeah. I, I grew up and I became mature in the way I think, the way I talk, and the way I perceive life. And having raised, you know, I raised two beautiful girls here in Los Angeles. And in this culture, it's so different. And then I had to dig back into my childhood to see how I was brought up and how I need to raise my kids, you know? And, and that was a battle mm. for me because culturally, some of the things that kids do here, you know, we would get spanked back home. Yep. You know, we would get spanked back home. Yeah. Our neighbors would spank us and that would be okay. But out here, yeah. and I'm blessed to have a wife yeah. that continuously reminds me that I have to act a certain way according to how kids are here and really gets to dig into more of the emotional side of things compared to back at home. Yeah. I feel like the emotion side of the kids gets pushed away, you know, and, and that, that's the difference, mm. uh, raising kids back home and uh, raising kids here. And I see how we were raised back home and how I'm raising my kids. I had to like kind of take a step back and rethink some of the things I say or do or react uh, three, four, five times before I even do it, you know, or react. And so, but I would mm. catch myself reacting in a certain way that I shouldn't be, you know, and then my wife would catch me. And that's, mm. you know, and that's, that mm -hmm. still is a learning progress because man, it's, it's a root, you know, that needs to be uprooted in us. Uh, mm. some of the bad roots and so and some of it is good and we want to keep the roots down there some of it we have to choose to uproot it and yeah. you know because yeah. once we uproot and we <laughs> we plant new roots you know you get to, these are your fruits out here your kids yeah. they're going to bear the fruits of it you know and so yeah. I need to I need to uh, be able to see both sides and it's it's a challenge it's it takes patience. It takes really takes a lot of maturity and a lot of uh, being being humble as a male, as an alpha. And that's hard Absolutely. in the Fijian culture, you know, to be humble, to say, yeah. to, you know, to listen to your wife, to say, hey, this is not how it's done. As an alpha male back home, you get to tell your wife, like, you don't get to talk to me that way or this is how yeah. children were raised or yeah. how I was raised. You know, and yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge learning process, and so I, I think 
for a lot of male um, raising your kids here. It's a big life lesson to be able to listen to your wife and not listen to your past. You yeah. know, and not listen to your past. Mm-hmm. Listen to your wife. Listen to your present, and listen to the time and uh, the true essence of who you are yeah. as a man is being humble. You know, Ooh. and that the true essence of you being a husband mm. is to be a humble man. You know, mm. and also being a father Ooh. is to be a humble man. That's a good husband that's that good. listens. You know, and so mm. yeah. So yeah, it is. It's a process. Wow, that's so good. That I mean, you said just something so key right there. Like you know, rolling with time yeah. as well. You know, and so you're creating this. Mm-hmm space for your kids and I mean I just think of what their life is going to look like how different it's yep. going to be as well you know so com- completely different from right. one from how you were raised and how you had to adapt and how you raised them and how they're going to be you know and it's it's just being just honoring mm-hmm. time yeah. and being present yeah. that's, that's yeah. amazing your kids life is, is wow. not your life you know <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wait, say that again. Not your life. You don't try to live your life through your kid's life. And so yep. you have to stop. stop. Oh. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> dude. For real. And I think that's that mm-hmm. is that is a struggle. I think that, you know, a lot of us struggle with over here. You know, it's hard for you to move forward sometimes because you're having to take care of of yeah. what your parents want you to take care of, you know? And so, um, and there has to be mm-hmm. like, you got to do your thing yeah. and you got to let your kids do their thing. And that's, I mean, in our culture, that's not, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, because we're, we're so deep into yeah. community that that's not. Too much, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a separation, the separation yeah. between culture, so tradition, and uh, humanity. how important it is for us to learn about our culture like back home you know it's it's it comes second nature for them to know about the protocols how to do you know how to present a yao and all that stuff and living in america that you know we have to take you have to be intentional about these things you know but growing up and you're doing life you don't really I mean, you don't, you're not really thinking of these things, but back home, because it's yep. part of our culture mm-hmm. and it's part of their lifestyle, you know, it just comes natural for them. And so you two are pretty knowledgeable about our culture and our tradition and protocols and all that. And growing up in Fiji and as a Fijian man and all that you've learned and, and sure still learning about our culture, how does that give you an advantage living in America and even in the line of work that you both do in your business and just in creating, how do you have an advantage? Man, for me personally, just to, just from my, I never grew up with my, my biological parents. I grew up with my aunt and my uncle from my dad's side. And they were very uh, rooted in community, uh, in the church and, uh, in the economy as well. My uncle raised me up with the references from the three-legged uh, three stool by Ratu Sukuna. So as a man growing up, 
you have to be involved in all these three. Your Vanua, which is pretty much your family and your culture. Uh, the Lotu, which is pretty much your faith, your founding foundations. And Martin, pretty much, which is uh, where we live in, uh, in this uh, current days. I just, just uh, being a part of the economy. You got to find all ways to be impactful in all three. So for me, the Vanua was pretty a big part of my life as well, culture and tradition. Uh, my my aunt played her role in her extended family. My aunt is uh, a sibling amongst around 14, 14 brothers and sisters of her own. And her she, being the elder woman, she she wasn't uh, she didn't really. When she was still growing up in school, my, 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 they decided my grandparents and gra- my grandparents decided that she will not pursue further education. She stay back home and then help out with my grandma's uh, responsibility to take care of the family. So everybody else, the brothers, they all, this is from the village. So they all went to school pursued further studies in the main city in Suva and then like they went on with their lives. And my but my mom, my aunt Seru, she played a big role in raising them and uh, pretty much became a mom. She was eligible to get married. So it's very rooted in culture, traditions, everything about those those areas she's well versed with it. So she was a very wise woman stretch my and they had a very loving relationship with my uncle and back then there's not much technology all these uh, gadget phones you're constantly reaching out to your, your husband or your wife back then when my uncle left the house he left the house he went to work we all see each other back at home like they went their own ways they knew what what uh, responsibility they play they, they, fighting their wounds. There's no drama, no nothing. It was a very loving environment. And I see my aunt, she would stretch the little money that she has that my uncle gave to her. She'd stretch it out and she'd always put the family first. So, and she'd always weave mats. And, and this is what mm-hmm. I And I've always tease her. Every, every, every day I'd come back from school, she'd always have... I had a sweet tooth. She'd always have something sweet for me to have with tea, a cup of tea, and she'd be eating her mats after her day's responsibility. I'd usually yeah. say, nah, she was kind of mutali. Ma, you weave too much. And, you know, um, son, mom doesn't work like everybody else, like dad and God. So this is, this is what, this is how I contribute to our function. So and it never lacked a house. It was always full of fine mats and all these traditional, uh, what, you, what would, you, would you say, uh, belongings that we used to use in mm-hmm. gatherings and stuff like that. And we never lacked every gathering that we have. We would have a little solid and she always come with these big mats, which always looks good when you're sitting down and the family comes with this big mat and stuff like that. It looks good. And this is, was her way of contributing. And my way, and I was just observing from the side. So, it, if coming here, I did not play to, uh, plan to come and stay this long. I, like I said, I came here for a few weeks holiday. But having, coming up, mm. growing up in that background, living in, so we were in the city in Mandera, a very traditional 
know, this that foundation from home. I grew up a confident kid. I, I felt like, even though in our small runabout, I felt like I will now. I have to say, that anybody that comes, make noise, run to things like that. I felt like I was a responsible kid. I'm the man of the house. When the elders are away, I have address mm-hmm. issues amongst. And like even when there's feeling and things like that, I felt like I was wearing a traditional pants. Or when I see kids uh, walking, uh, crossing our gardens, and they started just uprooting cassava leaves, uh, just tearing away cassava leaves and things like that, I felt like I had the I don't know. I felt like the responsibility. Hey, man, that's that's somebody's farm. You cannot do that. You want to come here? You better leave those things alone, or else I whoop you like a village elder. And I was a little kid, but I always had that. I felt <laughs> like I was. I had a responsibility. I wasn't told, I wasn't taught, but because my uncle and my aunt were very responsible, I, I felt like I could take up to them as well. When they're away, I always felt like I could step up as well on the plate. And it certainly played a role with me over here. I felt like I I knew who I was. I mean, uh, America is certainly a culture shock for me compared to me. But I had to... And my my upbringing, my culture, my values, the way I was brought up, it made me firm in who I am. I'm not lost. Even though I'm here, I feel like I'm at home because I know who I am. I know my identity. And I approach America as if I am at home. Um, I deserve to be, to have access, to, to speak, to have a mm. voice. I don't feel like I am a visitor over here, although I've only been here, I think, three going on four years. I feel like mm. I still have that responsibility uh, amongst the Fijian community. I still need to be involved in those three. We know a lot of nothing to do. It's just mm. home and those values just carries me forward. And I, I am confident is a big thing, a big part of it, knowing my identity. That's so rich. Yeah. That's so rich. Yeah. yeah. I- one of the things, uh, being a Fijian, that gave me an advantage of living here in America was a sense of uh, self-respect, a sense of authenticity and self-respect. Because, um, you know, everywhere, working in the business that I work in, in the entertainment, in the film industry, uh, you see, you come across a lot of very disrespectful uh, people, you know, um, you know, people that are higher up uh, that talks to you in a certain way that wants to like that you just feel like the cannibalism in you just wants to come out, you know. And um, but but mm-hmm. the biggest advantage was one is having a heart of a servant, uh, being being humble, yeah. and uh, and being able to be able to serve. Um, regardless, you know, and that was the biggest advantage uh, for me because uh, a lot of people uh, will try to, you know, they always say they sleep their way up to rise, they sleep with somebody or they do certain things that so they can get to a certain place in life, uh, higher ups in position, but um, that only goes so far. You know, after a couple of years, you see them. It's like, oh, what happened to that dude or that girl or that person? 
but uh, the authenticity of who you are, how you hold yourself, uh, self-respect, how you respect yeah. others, how you serve others, like you do things out of a kind heart. And and I feel like that's such a huge advantage mm-hmm. um, as me being a Fijian and and upholding my authenticity of being a, uh, a rooted, very, um, you know, a culturally respecting person uh, that I respect other people's culture, mm-hmm. uh, how they hold their business, you know, that's, if that's their way of thinking of their life as their tradition. This is my tradition. I wake up in the morning, I drink my coffee, don't talk to me. I respect that, you know, that kind of thing, you know, because a lot of people see things and yeah. traditions and culture in a different way. Yeah. And so you kind of have to adapt with time and see those kind of yep. things that people certain things that people put in front of them and idolize it, you have to still kind of respect it. Even if they're Muslim or different culture or whatever, you still have to respect in their own way. If you yeah, expect yeah. others to authentically respect you back, you know, and so I think that's a huge yeah. uh, advantage for me. And so I continue to uh, adapt myself and uh, adjust myself as I grow in the industry. And, um, you know, it has taken me where I am today, mm. uh, really, you know, being being a humble person yeah. and uh, even, you know, even in my marriage, uh, learning those things, you know, what's cultural for my mm. wife and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's it's huge. Mm. And it's it's not an overnight so- thing to learn. It's it's a it's a process. You have to be a yeah. super alert and be observant of your surrounding you know because mm. your surrounding is what influences you yeah and you have to you know and you have to know the type of surrounding that you're around whether you like it or not you have to choose to not it influence you mm. you know and so yeah, yeah that's so good that's Maybe that's so rich yeah uh also i mentioned something that just this uh and triggered something with me yeah like we mentioned uh people being disrespectful and that's a big thing as well yeah. in traditional the traditional Fijian culture economic practice means nothing like mm. people nowadays i see that a lot when people get good jobs but they become richer or these yeah. titles they the attitude in life changes their People mm. goes away as well, but in natural feeding culture and custom, those things doesn't really matter. If you're a, a billionaire, you still have your traditional role to to uh, position yourself into. Man, in in Fijian culture, it's always uh, everywhere we get involved, and in, it's always from a service perspective. Like I say, was. Mm. Being serving is a natural thing that comes to us. It's not a demeaning thing. We do it proudly. Like we, mm. people, it goes back to that Fijian hospitality. Yeah. Entitled, uh, how much you have in your account, or what car you drive, that has nothing to do with our way of life. Yeah. yeah. We remain humble. You don't. You don't uh, you don't make it rain publicly. You always remain humble and be respectful of other people's struggles and those people around you. You gotta be mindful of those things. Mm-hmm. Be aware. Yeah, that's so good. 
and I mean, and it just it yeah. goes back to just knowing who you are, right? Like knowing who you are, knowing where you come from, and knowing how you operate. I mean, you guys are in, you guys are both in very competitive businesses. You know, like you're, it's either, but your what makes you stand mm. out is your DNA. Yeah. You know, in your business, and with Asaya being in, you know, in the entertainment industry, um, that's all you have is yeah. knowing who you are and knowing your identity. And if you don't know that, you start to compete mm-hmm. and you start to compare. And so yeah. that's. Just, I mean, our so rich. our culture and that's tradition so is almost like our life bible as a Fijian. If you don't, if you don't, yeah, yeah. if you if you really take it on a deeper level uh, when you live outside of Fiji yeah. uh, and then you look back at mm. how am I supposed to be as a Fijian your tradition and culture is your bible of being a mm. Fijian you know and and, and you know the yeah. bible is almost it's almost like that like who are you as a child of God and it says everything in it in the bible yeah. and then you look back who am i yeah. as a child of, of of a nation of fiji or a fijian a a native and yeah. you look at all of our tradition yeah. that's who you are you know as a, a, and that's how authentic yeah. it is mm-hmm. and that's how we're so special in our own ways you know and all all other cultures is the same way that way you know yeah. and so we have to embrace things and articulate yeah. uh little things like that and pay attention pay pay close attention to those kind of things just so we don't we're not neglecting you know yeah this and that and pushing culture and tradition away or pushing god and you know pushing everything away and you're trying to recreate the wheel that's not even broken you know yeah and so yeah that's so good yeah that's so good um in our culture, do you think Fijian women are fully <laughs> no. celebrated? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I'll say one hundred. Speak on no. it. <laughs> uh, there's still a sense yeah. of belittling, mm-hmm. a sense of disrespect in a woman, uh, especially when it comes to uh, tradition, and then you mix tradition into uh, religion. You know, and um, yeah, Oof. and so there's a sense of respect and and holding yourself as a woman in your culture and tradition, and there's a sense of holding yourself as yeah. a wife in a religious family. You know, and then um, yeah, mm. it's 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 different because we don't do things the way they do back in the day when there was cannibalism back in Fiji. You know, I I've. Yeah. I haven't, there were like three, four wives per chief or something like that, you know, and now we have in our tradition, mm-hmm. we, imp- we, we have Christianity that has been, um, that has been poured into our culture and, and tradition and everything that we do, we give it unto God and we, we, uh, we pray to God before we eat, we do things unto God. And so when we bring religion into it, it kind of contradicts itself when you look at the bigger picture and you sit back and you say, okay, a man and a woman is supposed to be one. Traditionally, culturally, they do different things in a certain way. It doesn't mean disrespect comes into play. You know what I mean? And so um, how can a man at a lower status in a Fijian culture respect an Andi? 
at a certain level when she still is yeah. a woman mm. and she's still a female and she still and now she became the alpha female so there still is a, a distorted mm. view of things in a sense uh, that we're still trying to learn how we can balance things out how we can do that and um, yeah and I think there still is very little 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 respect in uh, in women in our culture in our tradition uh, in our nation in general even it doesn't even just go for mm. just Fijian women you know native wise I'm talking yeah. about the Indian women's the the Rotuman women's the mm. everybody that were born and raised yeah. in Fiji as a female in Fiji yeah. there's an atmosphere and a stronghold of some kind that holds women down or belittle women or look down upon women and uh mm. and i think we're missing that in a family and then um that's the huge blessing in the family that we're missing out and people ask why we're not being blessed well i think this women represents a source of life they give life they give babies they give they supply, you know what i mean But the answer yeah. is no. There's no respect yeah. there. That's so. Which I think can still be mm. mended, can still be healed, and can still be uh, put in its place, mm. in a rightful place. You know, when we listen as a man, it doesn't belittle us. It not, does not make us less of a man if you listen to your wife. It does not make you less yep. of a man or a mm. human being or a husband when you agree with your wife. Yeah. When you say sorry, does mm. not make you a less of a man. Being a man and a male is a matter of birth. Mm. You know, you're chosen and called to be a male and a man. You know, but you know your wife is there to complete you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Last month, I reached out to you two, telling you guys how you've impacted my life. Working with you two this past couple of months, I watched closely how you two stepped up and saw a need and you both didn't shrink back and you both are just honestly you're changing the narratives but Dan and Osea you honor your wives and and that was the first thing I saw Osea is also an incredible dad and there's so many there's also so many incredible mm -hmm. Fijian men in our community and um I shared with you too that my personal perspective of Fijian men was so negative and uh, negative And I, of course, you know, had to go through my own healing and I was able to recognize dope men. And I was also able to recognize incredible Fijian men. And as a Fijian man, and I want to hear both of your answers as a Fijian man, what do you think is the most important role that you play? Man, uh, I'd say it comes down to leadership, it comes down to be an example, like, uh, Ose was saying, listening to your wife, having to hear your wife's opinion doesn't make you less of a man. He actually strengthens yeah. your studies as a man. Comes down to a listening leadership. Pretty much democracy is in place when you listen to the people you serve and you can serve them better. Mm. If you want to love your wives better, then listening would have to take place as well. Otherwise, it's just dictatorship. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Being an example, living uh, 
by example mm. being the one in the front line being of service so how you treat your wife mm. how you treat others that you socialize with how you take part with community uh the new as well uh, for me for example man i can guarantee you my marriage is not a happy marriage it's not a perfect marriage but i i try to um be a better man by trying to hear out my wife as well and back, like my wife was sharing in traditional never say long in the kitchen long in the laundry room of the kids whatever the man says it goes but uh, I didn't grow up observing that but I've, uh, from my from my uh, my uncle and aunt uh, it's just I, I they pretty much set examples for me mm-hmm. uh, that I need to chase after so and they pretty much Uh, without having to tell me they pretty much uh, demanded me to to pretty much imitate them in every way for my uncle right? yeah is uh just thinking while like, well, you two were talking just you know, thinking about man he was a very very wise man in the way he does things never had seen them fight with the little that they made it was a very loving environment mm-hmm. right? even though I was a nephew I never felt like I was uh, a nephew. I felt like a son with the way they treated me, the authority that they gave me as a son. When my mom called me to the islands to do work, I felt like I was uh, the man in charge. So it's, it's the same kind of loving environment that I want to bring to my own family as well with my wife. Having to uh, hear her opinions as well. The, pretty much, I mean, it's not only a... a she's not a servant she's pretty much your partner in life she's but to there's a there's a quote if you wanna uh rise fast you can do it alone but if you wanna uh run a long distance you can if you want to last longer get yourself a partner mm. for me being an example is a big important thing and having to hear her voice as well uh support her dreams her goals you know what she wants to do in life as well she's just not there to have a baby for me to live my dreams she's, uh, she's an individual as well yeah humanity comes into place as well uh, pushing aside tradition she's not a servant so having to be in a bad loving i'm hopefully loving my wife the right mm. way is my way of everybody um serving in the community just being yeah. of service <laughs> that's so good yeah. i think i think that's for, so for me the most important role that i play as a as a man as a fijian man is um one is being uh and this is for a lot of men that has uh children right Uh, to play there's there's a lot of roles that you need to play as a Fijian man one is being rooted in culture and and tradition and know who you are and then two yeah. is know who you are in your relationship with uh, whatever religion you believe in you know uh, whether it's if it's God or 
because for me it's like it's always been like I know I'm a Fijian I know I'm a child of God and uh, and another role is I have to play I have to be the kind of husband that my daughters want to marry I have to be mm. I have Ooh. to be the kind of husband that um, uh, an example of a, a husband the way I treat my women you know my uh, my girls a husband and a, and a father the way I treat them is me being an example to a lot of men that are out there my niece and nephews and men that are single in the in the society that I'm in the the place and the, and the organization that I'm surrounding myself with and also being um, a husband that um, that I'm you know a, a, the husband that a Fijian man and a Fijian man is supposed to be you know because a lot of people have a different picture of a Fijian husband you know and I think a Fijian godly man rooted in his culture and tradition is what the role that I want to uh, play you know for my children and for my wife yeah. and for my my sisters my cousins my brothers out there to become to be a, a role model in being this is how you treat your wife this is how you talk to your wife this is how your children is going to look up to you to look for a man that's just like my dad you know and so those are the roles that mm. are so important in the Fijian uh, as a Fijian to continue to play in our community you know and uh, it's needed and mm. you know we, we see a lot of fatherlessness you know fatherless uh, families out there and uh, people that have been brought yeah. up by fathers that are abusive verbally um, you know physically mm. and so when we grow up we want to change the narrative to see things the better light in a better light you know <clears throat> and so yeah there's a lot yeah. of roles um, you know I feel like I, I need to I have to continue to play that role of what I've been called to do according to what I believe in as a, as a child yeah. of God you know so yeah that's so good I mean I mean, like I, I was telling you guys, for me, it was so refreshing to see that, you know, I remember one of our meetings in LA um, mm -hmm. with our other friends and everyone is married. And I remember in our conversation, in that meeting, everybody mm -hmm. acknowledged their wife, you know, and to me, that was just such a huge, you know, a huge thing, even with we're talking with Dan whenever we mm -hmm. have meetings you guys honor your wives and you acknowledge them and not like a I mean literally right. like a life partner you know and I think in our culture mm -hmm. you know, as from what I've seen over the years I mean my I had to fix my lenses as well and I think just being around you too and having just simple mm -hmm. things it's like having our zoom meetings you know I would hang up the phone with you guys and I would literally have a crying session <laughs> just because I was like, whoa, um, Fijian healthy men do exist. And they also mm -hmm. need to be acknowledged, you know, because there's so many 
hurt and there's so many Fijian men that have not been healed from their traumas or just their outlook yeah. on what leadership looks like um, are out here hurting themselves and are out here hurting their families yeah. and their wives and their kids, you know? And to have this fresh, uh, fresh perspective was just honestly so healing. And this gives me so much hope um, that we, the narratives is yeah. starting to change as well, you know? And maybe it has been changing. I Sometimes our lenses, once it, you know, heals and clears up, you begin to see the good and, you know, what's mm -hmm. there and what's already established, you know? And so this has just been honestly so refreshing and I'm so honored, like even you two as my brothers and friends, that you guys, this is how you guys mm -hmm. are really are, how you live your lives. And so um, it's just, it's so refreshing. Um, Let's talk marriage real quick. How do you and I both answer this, please? How do you stay? How do you stay intentional and how do you stay present with your life partners? Intentional and present. Uh, you have to be intentional yeah. and you have to be present in everything you do. It's work. It's work. It's as it's it's uh, it's as simple wow. as that. Uh, you have to be t intentional. Mm and you have to be present uh, thinking about every little moment that you get yeah. to spend with each other you know you have to intentionally like being intentional is almost like you have to continue to practice because there's always distraction you always have to be okay let me try to be intentional mm. let me try to be yeah so it's like practice practice yeah. practice to pay attention practice to listen be intentional you know, mm. in your listening and the yeah. way you conversate, don't derive from the conversation and go, yeah. you know, off the wall. Uh, don't react. Continue to be intentional yeah. about that. And in the midst of that, be yeah. present and be authentically yeah. present. Meaning you sit there and you wait mm. and you be patient. And uh, my answer to all that, you for, for me, to my wife, and to my children, I have to be the eyes and ears and the mouth for God. When they're talking to me, God is listening. When I'm talking to them, mm. I'm speaking to them. I have to speak to them as a godly man, as God speaks to me. I have to be wise. I have to be intentionally intentional about what I say, you know? And so, um, mm. so you just have to be that's that's the way I see it. Uh, you you see things as you know one one of the biggest thing was uh, there was a conversation. I think I told you guys this story when my wife was always talking about her health, and when she was talking about yes. her health, and it was this continuous thing. And this religious mindset comes up in my mind and say, "Man, if you keep confessing it, it will become real." Okay. And then I told her one day, I was like, babe, I don't want you to talk about your health anymore. You know, uh, I'm kind of tired of it. Mm. And then, and that really brought mm. a lot of hurt to her. Instead of me trying to be <laughs> the mm. leader to listen, to listen first, to lead in everything. Um, you know, I intentionally hurt her because I was being selfish because I didn't want to hear it mm. anymore for myself. You know, I didn't think of her. So it was selfish. And so mm. I woke up one day and then 
God rebuked me and told me, if I never want to hear anything from you, you know, from your mouth again, how would you feel? Be my ears and be my mouth. Mm. When people talk to you, I'm listening through you. You know, and so when you talk to sure. them, I'll speak through you. And so that changed my perspective in my marriage. Wow. I had to intentionally sit there and say to myself, I'm going to listen because God is listening. I'm going to sit because God is sitting. I'm mm. going to be patient Amen. because God is patient with me, with me, with me. He's listening to me, he's, you know, and we're so God. selfish to even want to just think. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sit with you. And if, even if God says that to you, I don't want to die for the cross for your sin. You know, how would you feel? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, it's, exactly. it's being intentional of who God is in your life in front of your wife. Yeah. yeah. That is so good. Man, I owe, I owe my wife a lot. I owe my wife a lot. Uh, just for creating the environment <laughs> that she create and to allow me to be myself to be able to spread my wings to be able to be creative and just to have a space where i'm confident enough to fly i owe my wife a lot and i also admit i don't always make it easy for her man i i i always admit i'm a difficult person to live with i am demanding but just being intentional the only thing that comes to me is accountability. Uh, being accountable, accountable about your actions and your word. Being able to say sorry. Being able to look eye to eye and hear each other out. And uh, for me, marriage has nothing to do with the ring that is on my finger. Marriage is a choice that I make. Every morning, I choose to love my wife, regardless of the uh, the noise that is in between. I constantly remind her, man, I can't. I, I am here for life, regardless of the of the hurricanes that we go through in between. I admit to her, you're my life partner, man. That is no better match for me than you. I admit that I'm not always perfect. I am grumpy most of the time and demanding. But I also got to remember that she's not just a wife. She's 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 somebody's daughter as well. And I want to create the environment that she grew up in. From a loving dad, you, like Osea has girls, like he mentioned, he treats his wife in the way uh, she wants to present uh, um, a kind of man that their daughter wants to marry. I'll, it takes me back to that as well. When I, I want to create that, you can either match that or do better. So I constantly uh, try to remind me of that. And imagine that my wife is not only uh, my wife, she's also my best friend. I love her and I need to remind her of the things that I appreciate mm. about her as well. And it's a daily, it's a daily commitment. It, it requires work. For me, intention is about recognizing her as an individual, as a person, as a lady, as a woman, besides mm. being a wife. So she's not only that, she's my best friend as well. 
once in a while besides responsibility besides work mm. besides bills i need to remind her like she's still my lover she's still my girlfriend hit on her daily as you can spend remind her like like she never let that go <laughs> make her feel want of all time it's, mm. it's probably going to get dirty from here on so I, I, <laughs> here we go <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've Uh, that's that's so I've, refreshing to hear. Yeah, that's so I've never I've never hear. heard a, 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 a woman would say that's my better half. I've always heard a man say that's she's my mm. better half. You know, just imagine if half of your body is mm. gone, like you can't function. If you have if you have half of your body is paralyzed or you know has half of your face is has a you know bell's palsy mm. you can't function you know you know it's it, just an example uh, you, your face can't function yeah. that's just a better half of how you're going to make your whole face mm. completely look the way you're supposed to be if not then one side is hanging it doesn't function that yeah. way you know when you come into in a yeah. lock in a marriage you're in a lock in something that um that you're completely made whole in 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 one you know in a marriage like when you mm. when you're single you still there's a there's a covenant of you being single you're still one complete person but there's another level of being one complete sure. person when you become into marriage you know what i mean when you come wow. into engagement of a marriage is a whole different level of completion there's one completion is you identifying yourself as a female or a male a man of god a woman of god but then when you become one in god with another person you just double the portion you of who you that. are you know what i mean wow and so <laughs> i have never heard that before i have no. never heard anyone <laughs> sound like that before also just be out here trying to preach so, all day long you know a lot of people has a different perspective of, of marriage and they say oh man when i was single i can't find my better half i was like no you're better you're complete as a single person but now you just got the double portion of who you are when you found another person you know and so So that's just that's why it's, it's so important to honor something that is that makes you complete or a double portion of the anointing of the blessing of life you know and when people get a divorce they feel like they can't breathe they feel like they wow. suffocate why because it's spiritual it's 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 something that God mm. has given no man can take it away so no man can give it either Wow. <laughs> You're preaching a whole word. Yeah. Wow, that's another that's day. another podcast for <laughs> another day. Pe- yeah, call my God, people. That's Talk so good. People. Call my people. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. I honestly never heard of that breakdown yeah. before. That's why I said when we were so good. when we had our wow. conversation the other day and I was saying, you know, a lot of people don't realize their blessing <clears throat> is in a woman especially for a man. And I can I can I can speak that for myself and then a lot of other men can also testify to that. And also on the other side it's vice versa. 
you know, and that's a whole different project, podcast altogether for a woman to see their man the way they're supposed to see their man. And it's a whole different blessing in their life. And, mm. oh, yeah, it's it's um, it's huge. It's, it's huge in life wow. that we have to take, take hold of because it plays a lot of part in our humanity, our um, being, our, mm. our kingship title as a child and a, and a woman of God, a, a, a man of God, a, a husband and uh, a wife. And so mm. it, it plays a lot of parts. Um, but as a husband, you know, I, I can only speak for the husband. It's, it's so critical for you to be who God called you to be, you know, and uh, stand up and be humble. Mm. <laughs> That's the biggest, biggest thing. Stand up and be humble. So when you're good. called to be the head of the household, the head of the household mm. is the leader of the house. A leader always serves first, always does the laundry first. You lead in everything. A leader of the house. You do the laundry first. You do the dishes first. You lead in everything. You paint the house first. You clean first. You, you know, we we tend to lack in a lot of those areas, but it's a work in progress. <laughs> but you have to lead that way. Mm. You know, so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Child. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just drop the mic right here. Let's that's so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Osea, as a father, what is one thing you hope your girls will learn from you that they'll always remember, you know, um, something about that? What is one thing that you are intentionally doing right now? Uh, have a have a heart of a servant mm. and uh, always be kind. Um, and um, that's what I want to leave mm. behind is, is uh, you know, two human beings that can serve the world to be a different place, you know. So good. Um, Dan, what is one thing you want to be known for before Man, you leave this world? I definitely want to be remembered as an example of a great leader. Um, I definitely have a heart of the community for the community. I have a passion of leadership and I'm, I'm pretty much building up my profile towards something big and hopefully, God willing, I uh, would be in position to make decisions that makes a positive impact for the general public. Man, I definitely, if I were to leave this world, I want to be known by the way I treat my family by the way I treat everybody around me, the way I make my decisions based on the general good, not of personal gain. I definitely just want to be remembered as a, as a leader. So, and even with Bullet Boy, I want to be, I, I, I hope. I hope to be inspiring those that are watching to see that things are possible, uh, to see that you can do the things mm. you love and make a living out of it. So I just want to be a great example uh, before I leave this world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to live out. Um, so good. You know, some people will be like, oh, he talks all about God, but he never 
wants to leave God behind for their girls. No, kindness and being a servant heart is who Jesus was. So I'll just, you know, I I, I want to leave mm. that for them to yeah. always put God first. But putting God first is always being a servant to other people. Be there for the people. You know, he died for yeah. the people. And so <clears throat> just being the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our world keeps evolving. Do you think our culture is going to be watered down living here in the uh, States? I I don't... Well, it, it, it depends on uh, the individual. Uh, I think if the individual mm-hmm. upholds their own culture, their own... Um, because being watered down is a bigger picture of tradition and culture. If you look at it as a community... But if you make a person stand yeah. on its own and you tell him, where are you from? Mm. Oh, I'm from Monombalawo. And he talks about the Matangali and the Yavusa and the Monobano and all that stuff. Mm. All the traditional sayings and the dialects. Yeah, That's what makes it still more rooted and authentic in its own way. You know? And and <clears throat> being watered down mm. is, a, is a matter of um, uh, disowning the culture you know disowning the culture and so i don't mm. i don't think that will ever come to mm. a place because we're so authentic in our own way whether some people were even they like it or not if they couldn't yeah. even speak a lick of fijian in them yeah. when they go back home that thing will still rise up in them to be respectful to be to sit the way they're supposed to sit to you yeah. know to do to only walk certain places yeah. and you know and you don't touch people's hair you know and stuff like that like those kind of little things yeah <clears throat> because being watered down we just look at it as a general sense of like oh man it's so you know mm. this person doesn't know this this person doesn't know this about his culture but that person doesn't know it because another person doesn't teach it yeah because it's not available yep. you know you yeah. know it's 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 up to the individual to uphold or that person doesn't know it because they choose to not yep. know it but it doesn't take away the culture yep. the richness of the yeah. culture it doesn't take away the authenticity of tradition and culture uh it still exists whether you like it or not you know you can say the word of god is being watered down yeah no it's not you know you can you can interpret it however many ways you want you want it but the original becomes the original word of god you know you can the world the earth and heaven yeah. will pass away his word won't it's just like tradition and culture for us but it's up to the individual mm. the way you set your mind to it you know yeah that's so good well, that's, no. you know, that's very true. I think you can't escape yourself. You know, I, um, I mean, even I have to tell you guys a, a quick funny story. Yesterday I was over at a friend's house. I'm home for the holidays in Sacramento. And, um, mm-hmm. we were talking about our villages and all of that stuff. And my friend and I were talking about how we had to go back yeah. and, yeah. uh, find out about our Matangali, our Manuvanu. And it's and that really made me so happy to hear that my friend, who mm-hmm. was you know part of the Velomani uh, Zoom conversation, um, and we talked about how you know how you guys started this dialogue, and now we know 
that and how important it is because yeah. it's important to know who we are, you know? And um, a personal journey for me is, you know, growing up in Sacramento, I was always Culture. trying to run away from, <laughs> yeah. from like culture things, you know? I'm like, ah, yeah. I gotta go to the four hour service. I'd rather not. Uh, I had to go to my aunt's house and I had to just, I basically go and serve. Like I didn't take, you know, I didn't yeah. look at it as you can go learn some things. You need to go and learn how to arrange mats. Yep. You know, how does our village, how do we do it? You know, and being taken, you know, being away from home, because uh, I live in LA and I remember going to uh, going to, an, to a class and this girl was looking at my resume and she goes, oh, you're from Fiji? Yeah. That makes yep. you stand out yep. even more. So tell me about your culture. And it made me exactly. like, made me go back and I'm like, I want to know yep. more. Like I need to, that, this is what makes me stand out, you know? And I go to church with a bunch of Nigerians yeah. who mm -hmm. they are U.S citizens yep. and they know about their village they know about their dialects they know they are rooted you know and so and i remember you know and yeah and right. you just you can't run away from yourself so the biggest i mean and this is the biggest thing i'm taking away from even our yeah. conversation how rich it is to know who you are and where you come yep. from because that's your mm -hmm. stamp that's your dna <laughs> that's that's everything pretty much every person's responsibility to pass down because this is the country is something that is passed down through and through storytelling and practice it's it's not something that you that is available yeah. on google so for me the pressure on me and my kids <laughs> is for me to introduce them to them to teach them personally um, so it's it's pretty much uh, mm -hmm. a choice individual choice but yeah being in a world that keeps on evolving but yeah it is a big it is a big uh, threat that for our culture to exist yeah. I mean I want to have kind of like a Chinatown but a Fijian version out here that's where mm. our culture is so rich mm. and and that's one thing why, uh, that I'm grateful about real uh, money uh, worldwide network like we really need to be intentional about yep. uh, keeping our culture alive because uh, we're pretty much uh, yeah. fighting with with uh, mainstream. Kids mm. they take on. Uh, mm. I mean, a different culture is in their face twenty four seven. So it, it's pretty yeah. much a responsibility as individuals, as parents, yeah. and as elders. To make sure that our culture survives, and also as a community like uh, Velo Money, it's very much needed uh, concept out here, especially in the yeah. UK. Yeah, yeah, necessary. I I was just gonna also add. Um, I remember having this conversation with this guy, um, this African American guy um, here in Sacramento. And he was asking more, asking me more about you know Fijian culture and where we come from and all this stuff. And I asked him, I was like, "What about you? Where are you from?" And he was like, "This is where I yeah. want to say yeah, you're very exactly. blessed because you can trace where you come from, yeah. where your great grandparents come from. I can't even do that yeah. because yeah. Yeah. a cutoff was in Georgia for my family, you know. And so now they're having to guess. And then it's it's 
it's there's something special about knowing exactly where you come from you know who your families are and what their roles are you know i think it gives you like a sense of identity and a sense yeah. of purpose yeah. as well like how- uh as an individual like that is just a, a testimony to you it's yeah. just a testament mm-hmm. to you to even see it for yourself that they say oh you know i can only trace it back to georgia like but but then look at you as you you're from Thailand you're yeah. from you know you still have roots that are still there and we should yeah. be grateful and we should keep that yeah and yeah. you know and and this whole thing uh that you know yeah. the the african american uh had been the thing that has been taken away from the african american is their culture their identity as an african person like yeah. where their village is from their ancestral uh where they came from like yeah. i wish that wasn't taken away from them where their journey started from what part of africa you know they came from you know mm. and that 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 yeah. i would say we're blessed in that way to be yeah. able to see look at that and then look at us we can literally yeah. trace our way back you know 50 or yeah. 100 years back and and they yeah. can't because they only reach up to georgia <laughs> you know and so that that alone should just speak yeah. a lot of volume for us for genes to continue to um teach our kids yeah. uh be who you're supposed to be as a fijian uh yeah. and be that example and and continue to mm. to uh light the torch and run with it and don't yeah. grow weary with that torch and that torch that says yeah. you know I'm a fijian this is my culture and tradition this is where we originate from yeah you know and 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 this is my family tree and this is my okay. like everything about like don't water it down to say I'm just not going to go I'm going to go to the church service. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one way of watering it down on a yeah. personal level. Yeah. Just yeah. discrediting us like ah yeah. because yeah. You're so tired of the religious. It doesn't have to do with tradition. You're just tired of the religious part of it. Mm-hmm. It just becomes boring. But how can we change yeah. it? How yeah. can we make it fun? Yeah. Know? We yeah. are now in today's generation yeah. that we can change the narrative, right. change the things around, but enrich the culture and and tradition and keep it alive, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Be and relevant. That's so true and being and be relevant, you know, and how we can yeah, and how we deliver exactly. the message, you know, if that's through an app, if that's through social media, if that's through however we can stay, you know, be relevant. We yeah. don't have to repeat what our parents or what our grandparents did, you know. Uh, make it where I can still learn. You know, I think that's where the Vetalanoa with Zoom, you know, it was successful mm-hmm. for the kids because it's something that's so relevant today. You know, they do that yeah. in school. They also do that in, you know, um um in learning our language and stuff and um this is this has just been such a great conversation and i know that oh, you guys man. will be back cuz we still have to talk about <laughs> other topics that's me volunteering them um and i also just want to highlight real quick okay so said this came out with a new single <laughs> hey biggest uh it's just more of a big message it, it it's called freedom fighters uh the bigger message that exactly what we're talking about today is continuously fighting for your freedom uh for culture uh for your rights as a human race your rights as a human being 
uh, rights as a, as a, your political rights, your human rights, your uh, women's rights, you know, um, yes. that makes you who you are as a human being. Those, those things make you who you are as a human being, you know, yeah. and a lot of things in our lives makes us who we are. What we eat is what we, what makes us a human being, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who we build ourselves around makes us a human mm-hmm. being. So, uh, a, a lot of the things that I wrote in my in my single yeah. was talking about freedom fighters. It, was, it derived from and it, it was inspired by uh, stuff that we deal be, deal with back at home, and the stuff that we dealt with here as uh, yeah. you know as as people fight for their freedom, like mm-hmm. we were just talking about culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our native land that we try to fight for. Uh, our rights here in Africa as a, as, as a Black yeah. American, uh, a Native American, their Native land. Uh, we talk. Yeah. I'm talking about Native culture, women, and you know how women gets belittled. It's pretty much everything that we talked about today is what yeah. my heart was poured out to that song, and yeah. that yeah. freedom that we're trying to fight. And exactly what we've talked about today on this awesome. podcast is the freedom that we try to fight to keep alive continue to push forward and advance you know and so um yeah and uh, mm. there's there's a there's a fijian chant in there love that and um it just talks about our yep. our culture um which is the way we do things we have to respect mm. the voice of um, yeah. The voice of our elders that we need to hear, yeah. uh, the voice from heaven that we need to listen to, uh, it continuously call on us from heaven mm. to earth, you know, over and over. And so that's what the chant uh, means. If you that. get a chance to go see it, Freedom Fighters, Osea, O-S-E-A-K, uh, yes. on YouTube and all, all the platforms. If you get to see it, just sit down and just listen to the lyrics. And um, the guy that's rapping in there is uh, is my producer. Yeah. Uh, he talks about, um, uh, you know, he talks about being evicted as a native. Um, you know, and so it, it's, it's such a huge, huge um, verse that he said there. I'm going to, I just want to read a little bit of what he said. He said, I'm frontline in yeah. the pinch. And he said, okay, get me. And he said a little bit of cover. K-A-V-A, quickly. <laughs> and he said, I'm a dream of a million things yeah. not picked up like sticks in the Nina. And then he talks about you be 40. Are you listening to the organs that plays at home of the in the home of the brave? And then he says, where the rich plays game, right here, the rich plays game, and mm. us with evicted yeah. graves. We are the graves and we get evicted, but yet the rich wow. plays game. And so when he's talking wow. about that, you know, and he says, I'm, I'm in the wow. front line on a pinch, you know, and he said, nothing is free in the mm. stretch. Of life living's blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm in he said I N which is wow. I N geniusly pressed. 
like I'm a genius but I'm still oppressed wow. you know Press, I'm in genius wow. so there's a lot of um, a lot of message that's in there but my biggest call out to the people on this on this mm-hmm. uh, uh, single was uh, what Sam Kyles wrote was the hook and he said calling out and I'm calling forth standing proud and I'm standing tall we are warriors 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 I'm calling out I'm calling forth I'm standing proud and wow. I'm standing tall we are warriors you know yeah wow. <laughs> that's so good what was that <laughs> single ever that was my That's first so, ever so written good. song period my first yeah my first and you know wow. I never really dabbed into music here and there never yeah. really sang but then something just came into me and God dropped this song in my heart and I wrote it and connected with the right people and it just kind of took off from there and then you know and, and I'm blessed to be able to bless other people And I hope people really pay attention to the message that's within it and not, you yeah. know, the the beat and all that is dope. Yeah. But the message in it is where it's powerful, you know. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank you, man. Thank you. Powerful. Thank you. I appreciate that's... you guys. How can, what's your name again? All on, the music uh, platforms. Big all the, <laughs> the, all the I should have put platforms. Big O. But it's O-S-E-A <laughs> and capital K. And the, the single is called Freedom Fighters. Okay. Yeah. Freedom Fighters. Yo. Nice. And um, Dan, your, what is your, um, on social media platforms, how can people yeah. find you? So reach out through Instagram or Facebook. Bull Boy Club. That's it. That's it. I'm going to make sure to link that also on my Instagram and tag his page. Um, you guys, thank you so much for this. Thank you for thank you. coming on and just dropping bombs on everyone. We're, we're honored uh, to be in the celebrity in the midst of celebrity <laughs> status. Uh, If you don't stop. Podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're honored thank you Mariani thank you for all that you do too much we appreciate you you deserve to be honored you deserve to be blessed and we speak blessing over you and everything you do God, thank you I'm gonna go now and cry in my closet um, anyways thank you so much for listening to Beit Eleanor and see you guys next year